When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome everybody to the 16th edition of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord. With me as always is your co-host, Brandon H. Party, P-A-R-T-Y, because I gotta. Yeah, buddy. All right, we got a lot to get to today. What do we got on tap, sir? What do we got on tap for today? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, we have our X-Men Apocalypse review, non-spoilers. Uh, we're going to talk some Keaton, uh, Michael Keaton being back in Spider-Man talks. Got some Thor Ragnarok casting, uh, Christopher Nolan's new film Dunkirk. Got some uh, DC movie news, some trailer reviews, and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax. Let's talk some movies. Uh, today we have another guest. We have Mr. Gray Petrin. How's it going, Gray? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Glad you're glad you're able to be here with us. So we're gonna get into it as always with this past weekend's box office results. And uh, we were a little off this week. Some some surprises in the box office. Uh, number coming in at number one with thirty eight point one million. We had the Angry Birds movie. Number two, Captain America Civil War with 32.9 million. Number three, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising with 21.7 million. Number four, The Nice Guys with 11.2 million. And rounding out the top five is The Jungle Book with 10.9 million. Brandon, anything stand out to you this week? God, where do I start? Angry Birds? Uh, Really? I know. Angry Birds number one. I was completely, I put it on Twitter. Completely shocked by that when that when those results came out. Didn't see that coming. We did say it was gonna be a close weekend, but I don't think anybody predicted Angry Birds taking number one. I know. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I knew you know these animated movies lately have been, you know, kind of taken taken over. We had Kung Fu Panda the, earlier on this year, then Zootopia, then Jungle Book, and now Angry Birds. Yeah, I thought it would maybe be number two this week, but. It uh, took the cake, and you were right uh, from last week's predictions. You predicted neighbors would be ahead of nice guys, and you were right by ten million. So, unfortunately, oh, I didn't want that to happen. Either. Yeah, I know, I know, but uh, it's a smart guess. Got any thoughts on the box office, Gray? It's a video game movie too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How well, often does that happen? I know, and I, I saw the movie with my son, and it's it was a total cash grab. Like it's just the movie was pointless and. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to get into that this week, but yeah, Angry Birds number one. But hey, that's that's what's making money it nowadays. It is Sony's studio too, and that is literally one of the only movies on there until you get to like fifty. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so Sony's way down the list there. Um, but but yeah, interesting stuff this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, just to add a little something in there. Just to, despite dropping the second place with a fifty-four percent drop. Captain America earned, you know, another $33 million, is that what you said? It just passed uh, Batman vs. Superman domestically and Zootopia, so it's the second highest 
uh, domestic movie. I think I actually might have passed Deadpool. Deadpool earned three hundred sixty-two million. Yeah, total, and that's um, Zootopia in its twelfth week. Yeah, <laughs> and that's Captain America in its third week. And so. then also the three, the threequel, you know, Civil War. It just passed the Dark Knight, Jurassic Park, and Star Wars Episode One for the nineteenth highest grossing movie of all time. So crazy. It's making its way up there. I, I mean, like they're saying, it's predicting that it's probably going to fall somewhere between Iron Man three and Avengers Age, Age of Ultron, which will make it the either the third or the yeah the second or third highest grossing Marvel movie. So we'll see where it falls at. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, we might have some competition this week. Obviously, we're going to go over next week's box office, uh, or, you know, next week's box office predictions because we just uh, got done seeing X-Men Apocalypse. The, what is this, the seventh X-Men movie now? Including X-Men? Eighth? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, number eight. Um, I would like to say it gets better with age, but, um, you know, n- not everything's perfect. But, Brandon, we're going to do some uh, little review action on this movie. What? Uh, let's start with you. What you, would you think? <laughs> oh, where do I go from this with trying to be nice? <laughs> um, you know what? It wasn't the worst X-Men movie they've came out with. It wasn't the best. Um Wow, shaky story. Certain parts. I mean, I just felt like it was hopping around a lot. Uh, they tried fitting too much in. Am I just doing negative stuff right now? Because no, Apocalypse, I, I really didn't care for him. His makeup sucked just as much. Like you said during the movie, his makeup sucked just as much as the acting, pretty much. I think he was, you know, that's what he was dealt to do, script wise, and he had to stick with it. But um, yeah, no horrible villain for me. Just storyline was weak. I, Michael Fassbender, one of the bright spots for me in that movie. Always love Michael Fassbender. Great actor. Very couple of very emotional scenes for him in that movie. Um, certain spots here and there. Uh, costume reveal at the end. Not, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but that that for me was probably one of the highlights of the movie for me. A couple other minor things that happened that were like, huh, I, okay, cool. But mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, it's just one of those movies where, just like I feel about most X-Men movies, nothing that really stood out to me that makes it a great Summer blockbuster hit, but it will be just because oh, of the yeah. name. Um, but yeah, maybe once I hear some other stuff from you guys, then I could think of something positive to say. So, yeah. uh, Gray, what do you think? Um, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. This might be against popular opinion. There's really good stuff, and then the plot just seemed like it was too much of a bridge between the original trilogy and this new first first class right. Days of Future Past, like. They could have made just a standalone movie to end this trilogy, but they just tried to bridge this X-Men Origins, Wolverine, put it all into one epic world-ending movie, and it just felt cheesy in some spots. I agree with Fassbender stealing the show. Really good actor. I think Oscar Isaac did very well, and Quicksilver stole the show yet again. Yep. Now, yeah, d- 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 that was definitely going to be one of my points is Quicksilver. Definitely, he, I mean, he had, you know, similar type scene as he did, you know, in the first one. Um, or not first one, but Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past, yep. yeah. Which, yeah, was a great, great sequence, I'd say that. But, yeah, I mean, pretty much the same stuff as you guys. Fast Brender was great. Um but yeah, I like that the bridging between the original and the uh, the new trilogy too much. It definitely, I definitely felt that um, there was too much referencing back and trying to 
fix things. I think that was just Brian Singer trying to, you know, it's too late. Yeah, right, right exactly. his past wrongs. Yeah, and they even like blatantly said something about the yeah. third movie. We won't third one is give generally any, the worst. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying there. But um, but yeah, Apocalypse. I told Brandon this earlier. I mean, he was about as good as he looks. I mean, because I, I I was one of the first to say, yeah, he looks bad, but he still might be a good character. But he, the looks pretty much are on par with how the character was to me. I mean, yeah, Oscar Isaac for what they wrote for him wasn't his performance wasn't terrible. Yeah, I hear that in my headphones too. I don't know what's going on, but uh, <laughs> Brandon's making faces over here. Um, uh, where was I here? Thanks for interrupting me, man. Appreciate that. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> uh, but you you mentioned a lot of negatives. I mean, besides Fastbender, I mean, what else was was positive to you? I don't know because I felt like the power levels for certain people were extreme, like super extreme. And then there's, I don't even know how you justify certain stuff. Um, fights for what they are, man. I mean, like, we just, we literally just came off Civil War. Fight scenes of that were amazing. They were clean. They were crisp. This, I felt, fight scenes were pretty cheesy for for what we're talking about. Um, I mean, we're in a day and age now where you could, think you could come up with a good fight scene. Uh, I really wasn't impressed whatsoever with the fight scene. In fact, to me, I was literally, like, just laughing. In fact, I think you looked at me at one point because I was, like, making noises under my breath during different yeah. things during a movie. Um, yeah, there was a couple parts where I looked at you like, really? Um, but yeah, there was a lot of flow problems. Like, yeah. The plot was very choppy. Like It almost seemed like three movies in one. It's like they didn't know where they wanted to go with it. Absolutely. Which was very distracting. Um, but uh, but uh, Fassbender, going back to him, um, I mean, that, the moment in the woods, that's what I'll say, non-spoiler. I mean, that's got to be one of the most... That's intense. Was, that was one of the best X Men scenes ever. His plot, because that's one of the plots. Yeah, was probably the best plot for me. And then towards the second act, last act of the movie, it got a little. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like his his plot for me was probably the highlight of the movie. Yeah. As that part goes, I agree with you guys. Quicksilver special effects. That's always cool to watch, and him do that. Um, you know, but you know how I am with the comic books as far as yeah. when I see stuff, I have to call it out. And I was just a couple of things in the movie. I was like, really? Really? And, I, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I guess sometimes that's probably my fault. You know, I rely too much on the comics. And when it doesn't happen the way in the comics does, I got to get a little angry. But I understand they don't have rights to every character and all that stuff. But it is what it is. Like I said, for me, the power levels between people, I mean, uh, I don't even, I, and I can't go into it without giving spoilers, but. As far as like comics and movies and just in the, that universe itself, I was like, "What?" Yeah, some of the, some of the scenes that happen. I mean, it is what it is, though. I'll I'll just jump in. Uh, it felt like Batman versus Superman a little bit, where there was like three different plot lines going on. Yeah, and then at the very end, it was the climatic battle mm -hmm. scene where something happened. And what I do like about this movie is everyone felt like their character except for a few which spoilers we'll get to later. But everyone looked good, but certain characters were way too overpowered, and some of them didn't get enough screen time to where we could even see what their powers were. And that was something I was disappointed at. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree there. Um, but and then even with Apocalypse, like 
in the trailer, like you hear him giving these little speeches about, you know, cleansing the earth and all that, that like how many, it seemed like he gave so many of those speeches in the movie. It's like uh, towards the end when he was talking to Magneto, you know, giving him a little speech about things again, it's like, really? Haven't you said all this already? Like, like they're just, they they didn't know how to write him. Like they were just like, liked how his voice sounded though. Yeah. Yeah. That did sound menacing a lot. Um, But actually this movie, paralleled uh, age of ultron to me a lot too <laughs> just the way like his Copy, yep. the way he's start like how his motivation started uh, talking about apocalypse obviously were very similar to how ultron's motivation started and i don't know it just felt very parallel um but yeah that's my overall thoughts i mean the more we talk i'm sure i'll think think of more stuff i um Jennifer Lawrence, you know, she was, you know, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary from her, you know, decent performance. James McAvoy, the same. Um, I mean, any of the newer actors in this stand out to you? or? I mean, look-wise, I mean, I thought as far as, like, look-wise for some of the characters that were on point, Sophia Turner, uh, that played Jean Grey, the guy who played, I don't know, the guy who played Cyclops, but, you know, those characters look spot on i guess nightcrawler matches the description from you know the first trilogy of movies with all the little markings and scars on them um ty sheridan was cyclops yeah so i thought i thought the younger actors looked spot on you know jubilee it was cool to see her that little couple of cameos yeah but i mean i it, thought we were gonna see more of her you know what the, it's funny you said that i guess they're you know they were talking about like a, a jubilee cut almost like the row cut yeah where it was more scenes that were uh, were cut out of the movie but i guess uh, they're not doing that. And don't go in expecting to see much of Blob either. That, uh, or anyone. Yeah. <laughs> or, or of anyone. <laughs> this is true. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it was very underwhelming. I'll say that. Like if I, I said, had to describe I mean, it in one word. <laughs> and Never mind. We'll, we'll get to it when we go over That's our expert. No, we'll, no, but we'll get, a, we'll, we'll get to it. Like yeah, That's we'll, how bad of a movie it was for me words. If we're right <laughs> it on the list it shows you where i think about the x-men movies um granted they're one of the movies that helped started you know helped start the comic book you know uh franchises going on but genre yeah i mean it's literally okay. what was the first x-men 2000 yeah yeah 2000 yep so yeah we're talking 16 years worth of x-men movies now i was six years old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man crazy um, but uh yeah, but, but but back to that uh, real quick. That Fastbender in the woods, what you wanted to happen, happened, which I loved. So that was just my final thought on that scene. But yeah, one other final thought. So we go in this movie. Ben gets there. We're all like, oh, somebody's gonna get there early <laughs> to get seats. You know, and we're all working guys. We all like we said, we're ordinary guys that like to talk about movies. So we're like expecting a pack theater like Captain America Civil War. I mean, we the rush to get into Captain America was unbelievable. We had a guy show up. Uh, Vinny was there at least yep. hour and a half early, and he was still pretty little bit far back in the line for the most part. Um, you get there literally what half an hour before the movie starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Movie theater empty. Yep, seats everywhere. So I sit down. I have a space between me and Ben. And Greg comes in. <laughs> <laughs> movie started. 
so the open seats everywhere. What is great decided to do? Sit right next to the bed, pretty much. Like I just literally said, open seats everywhere. <laughs> and he sat right next to the bed, and I just started laughing because I'm literally like, there's open seats all around us. He literally sat on his lap. But you know, it's all good. That's what. But it was funny. Yeah, though. it was. It was funny. It was it's all, all in fun. fun. Do you have a response to that, or are you I have just, no comment? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I uh, thought that's what you do. You say be a seat. That's where I sat. Oh, no, <laughs> but uh, and then we could, we have time to still talk about this. Uh, Wolverine. I mean, obviously he was in the trailers. We knew he was going to be in it. I was it was satisfying yet disappointing at the same time for me. Um, his the overall part he was in. But what did you guys think? Actually happy with that part. For the most part, kind of followed some of the stuff. Yeah. Like I said, can't really get into too much stuff. But yeah, um, more happy with that part than not happy, I guess I would say. Yeah. One of the one of the okay spots for me. I liked it just because if they say in Wolverine 3 they're going to bring out the Berserker rage that we all know and love from the yeah. comics, yeah, that's, it gives me hope. Yeah, that was the satisfying part. And it gave us a hint at what a rated R version will look like, which would be awesome um, it needs to happen yeah but i don't know this the whole thing like what marvel studios does good is like get you invested in the characters because they've you know built this up over the past eight years x-men has been doing this for 16 years and you don't really care about many of the characters as you do with the marvel like Maybe especially three. the new ones because yeah i mean there's three but it, they're just introducing new ones. They spent so much time trying to get 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 us to know like Cyclops and Jean Grey and all that. It's just it and it took away from the movie where they didn't get to the meat and potatoes enough. Gotcha. I agree with you. On yeah, that. but um, so I mean, after all that, I mean, w- w- ranking it one to ten, where would you place it? Seven out of ten. That's just based on recent superhero films that we've all rated yeah. and seen Deadpool, Civil War, Batman versus Superman, and that slightly better than Batman versus Superman in my opinion, so yeah. I'll give it a seven. I'm still on the debate which one's better. <laughs> I mean I uh Yeah. You want me to go, go mine? Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, it's it's tough. I gave Batman v Superman a 6.5 out of 10. I never saw Batman v Superman again. So I I want to watch Batman v Superman again more than I want to watch X-Men <laughs> this X-Men again, but that could be just cuz I just saw it, but um I'm still going to give this a 6.5 out of 10 as well. Um I don't know exactly which one I like better cuz rankings are I don't know. They're not always just cuz they're the same doesn't mean they're the same. Yeah. Totally makes sense, I know. Well, going on that thought, I think you told me last time I get Batman vs. Superman 6.5. Yeah. Gonna give this 6.5. Yeah. Nothing, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, well, we'll we're gonna try to do a spoiler review at the end here. If you if you have seen it, you can stay tuned for that. So we'll we'll get into more details about what we did and didn't like. But we're gonna get into some news stories, uh, first of all. From this past week, Brandon, what do we got first? Well, speaking of Wolverine, uh, they just might have revealed the potential villain for the Wolverine 3 movie, and it looks like it's going to be more than one. Um, A group of comic book, it's one of his bigger rogue uh, enemies. It's called the Reavers. Um, They were established in, where is it at? 
They were first introduced in X Men thirty one thirty three, and that was in nineteen eighty eight. Um, so basically, the, the lineup usually consists of Donald Pierce, who's usually the founder leader of the group, Lady Deathstrike, which is one of Wolverine's main main um, arch enemies in the comics. A lot of storylines with her Messiah complex uh, when they were wiping out the mutants um, off the face of the planet. They were the one of the groups taking charge and eliminating mutants. They gave Cable a run for his money. He barely made it out fighting all those guys. Um, so they're pretty. They're pretty dope villains. Yeah. And a lot of ties to other stuff. You know, we talked about X Force movie, Deadpool. They have links to all these characters. So the thing is, Wolverine's supposed to take place in the future. So how much can you really tie it in? Right. I don't know to the other characters, but it's a cool concept. Um, so what do you guys think? I don't know if you guys. Yeah, it's cool. Them. I mean, it's it's especially going down the rated R route that they're going with, you know, the new Wolverine movie. I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know much about that, you know, those villains. Um, but I'm intrigued. How about you? Um, I don't know much about this Reavers group, but I do know a little bit about Lady Deathstrike. We've already seen her in film in X2, at least a version. At the Horrible version. Go ahead. But still, it is a version, correct. <laughs> um, also, the Reavers are supposedly have ties to the Hellfire C- Club, which we've seen in X-Men First Class, and also Essex Corp, which we will talk about spoilers later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's some interesting st- stuff. And also that site says the Leave Schreiber might be returning his Sabretooth. Good move. Yeah, it's just I I don't know what they're doing because like, Sabretooth was a different actor in the first one. Like I, I I'm just totally confused by X Men's timeline and everything. So is it, so is pretty much all of America, but um, yeah, no, bringing him back. At least you're getting some kind of consistency. If that at least that much, um, I'm okay with that. If he comes back, I know they've joked around it before. So I mean, if he comes back, I'm I'm game for that. He wasn't bad in the film. Yeah. By the way, um, so James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, they were in First Class, obviously, which took place in the 60s, right? First Class was 60s Cold War. Mm, Cuban. So it's been 20 years. Cuban, yeah, well, it was during the Cold War, because Cuba was this, teamed with Russia. Yeah. And this past movie... Was the 80s. 80s. The movie before that was the 70s. 70s. So they haven't aged at all in 20 years? <laughs> I know. I it's know, just me picking it up. He went bald. Yeah, he did go bald. That was in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. So, um, But yeah, that's pretty much all our X-Men stuff today, besides our X-Men, where we rank the films to date. Um, we'll give that to you guys a little later on in the show. All right, Brandon, what's our next news story? Well, uh, my friend, um, that would be you <laughs> talking about Michael Keaton. That wasn't me. Sir. I believe so. No, that was you, but okay. Uh, Michael Keaton, I know we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago who might have been in talks for the Spider-Man villain. I think like a day later, it was he was announced that it wasn't happening. Um, but it turns out, yes, he is in talks for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, the movie that comes out in 2017. And I think it's pretty much a done deal that he'll be playing Vulture which is a Spider-Man villain in the movie. Um, so he's he's back. They're they're toying with us. They're doing I'm some back. plot twists up in here. Um, so what do you what do you think of that? Great acting, <laughs> great acting uh, choice. I'm I'm actually pretty happy with it. I'm thrilled. Um, 
I think Michael Keaton's got the acting chops, especially to ha- the, to start a new Spider-Man franchise over. I think you have to have a person with that kind of name um, to take on a role like that to help the movie start going. I know you know you get Robert Downey Jr., but Spider-Man's pretty much one of their main franchises or main bigger franchises, and you want him to be able to carry a movie. So you don't want Robert Downey Jr. and all these people guest starring. You want it to be more about Spider-Man. So I think I'm happy, extremely happy with Michael Keaton being casted. Actually. Yeah, I agree. I, I would. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see him as a villain, um, especially seeing his, you know, kind of mad side in in Birdman. Um, you know, he's definitely got the range for that. I mean, I know he wasn't really a villain in Birdman, but you see, you know, kind of his psychological going crazy. Um, so that's very intriguing. He's a great actor. I don't know much about Vulture. Um, what I mean, what is he? Can you guys tell me anything about him? Well, I mean, <laughs> we're gonna. Adrian Toomes. I'm just not sure how the fight scenes are going to work out. I mean, with Keaton. Yeah, well, he is a CGI suit. I don't. Well, know. I mean, honestly, the they're going to probably for, change. But the, I'm worried about that for man, the folks cheesy. at home too. What's uh, probably going to change? The, uh, well, we don't know how the origins going to be. It's had a couple different origins. Uh, he wears pretty much a bird suit. Oh, He's okay. green, thus Birdman. <laughs> yeah, that's um, interesting. No, I mean, I mean, what's his powers? Like, what do we know? He flies. He flies. He's, He's smart. smart. Oh, I don't okay. really know. Uh, I mean, I'm you sure they're going to make it more yeah. modern and update stuff. Make him have metal wings. Something crazy. We'll find out. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, maybe, maybe not. Wow. Topical. Yeah. Um, what uh, What are your thoughts on Michael Keaton being cast as a Spider-Man villain? Um, everything I've seen Michael Keaton in, he's done well, so I'm not going to say anything bad against him as an actor. But as a villain, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. I like, we've never seen Vulture. We've seen Rhino, Ugh. but yeah. Uh, Talking to the mic, Brandon. Uh, Electro, we've seen that. Those are all classic villains. I don't, I don't know. Nope. We'll have to see. Yeah, no, I mean it's just yeah, it's just intriguing to see. Like I'm very interested to see him as a villain. So we shall see how that develops. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. I, mean, I know Gray's been waiting to say his name, but uh, Vincent. Oh yeah, and Nino. Nailed yeah, he it. wanted there to. He wanted to come nailed in. it. He wanted to come. Say, in wait, say it in full again. Vincent DeForanino. There we go. There the guy we who go. played X Men. So good. Or the guy who X- played, wow. played X Men. Kingpin the in uh, the new Daredevil uh, series on Netflix. Obviously, he's been in a lot more things. Full Metal Jacket. Nice shirt. Law and Order. Oh, thank you. Oh, he's wearing a Daredevil it? shirt. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that, but. Okay, so what what about him, Brandon? No, I was just saying he wanted to be in the movie. It yeah. would have made, made it awesome. It can finally start tying in some TV with movies, but it looks like, as always, the in-house fighting between Marvel Studios, the movie side, and the TV side, probably is not going to allow that to happen. Yeah, um, He what? was quoted saying, uh, it could have worked, but however, it does not make it makes more sense for the focus to be on his relationship with Matt Murdock, especially after season two. So yeah, I mean, but still, it would have been nice to have like a little cameo. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. little shot to oh, hey, look, Daredevil. A cameo would have just uh, like because they're do they do that so much in M- the MCU where they're just teasing yeah. other things. Yeah, they could just have Spider Man drop off like two <clears throat> random villains at the jail, 
right in the middle. There's Kingpin working well, out. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, they always have cameos, but they never benefit the TV side of the studio. I at least want them to mention him, maybe. Like, I, I could see that happening, them mentioning him. I want them to actually acknowledge the, t- the TV well, side in the movies. That would be cool. We didn't touch on it last week, but that was one of the things I skipped on the cutting room floor. They actually supposedly had a leaked Spider-Man script out. I don't know if you had a chance to read over it. No. One of the things were they gave some kind of, you know, uh, Spider-Man stops a bank robbery, and the lady says, "Daredevil saved us." And, they're like, and the person's like, "No, that wasn't Daredevil. It was Spider-Man." So that would have been cool. I mean, that's yeah. that would you know something. Like I said, they'd never do anything to help the TV side out. The only thing they've ever done, TV side, is bring in Lady Sif for one episode of Avenger. Uh, oh Agents yeah, Shield. that was the only thing really related to the yeah, movies. Yeah, but that was TV bringing in the movies. Like yeah. I, it would, I think it would be. TV. I'm saying like movies never yeah. bring anything from the TV yeah. show whatsoever. Nothing. So but, I mean, we're still early. I mean, Daredevil just came out last year, the first you know Netflix series. So I mean, there's still lots of time. I mean, they they write this stuff you know so much in advance that. Well, trust me, I'm sure Kevin Feige has the timeline set yeah. to freaking 2020 so they they kind of know what they're doing yeah. with the stuff i mean they at least got to mention it you know but yeah so that's basically the news for that but yeah i mean he was rumored to be in it he then responded to it on twitter that it's news to me but you know you know i don't think it'll happen i would love for it to happen tell marvel but yeah it's obviously not not gonna happen but hey maybe it'll be a twist like the michael keaton thing that would be cool yeah um we got some, uh, speaking of the MCU, we, uh, Mark Ruffalo recently was talking about Thor Ragnarok. Mark Ruffalo, who obviously plays Bruce Banner slash Hulk, um, was talking talking about it a little with uh, Entertainment Tonight. Um, let's see here. He said uh, he called it a buddy movie. Um, he said it's an intergalactic buddy road movie with Banner and Thor definitely intriguing um what else? i had the quote here sorry my computer's going crazy and then he also touched on kate blanchett's character uh hella hela hella hella am i saying that right Hello. uh she plays the worst of the worst so evil she is going to kill us it's such a great part she gets to play um so that's intriguing for him to say that and then also along those lines uh, we have Carl Urban has been cast as Scourge and Jeff Goldblum as the Grand Master so there's some Thor Ragnarok uh, news what do you think about uh, Ruffalo's comments Gray? I can't wait the end of the quote he says I think it will be smashing you will see a lot more Hulk Oh yeah. the Hulk gets hulkier the Hulk hulks out hulkier and bigger oh. can't wait Especially yes, after Civil War didn't have Thor and Hulk for obvious reasons. Then we get to see these two yep. behemoths in an intergalactic road buddy movie. It's the only w- movie I want to see. I'm pretty, you know, I, I get a word from them. They're going to want to fight each other at some point in the movie. Yeah, I mean, typical. Typical. With, I mean, they'll fight and then be like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to yeah. fight. Oh, now we need to team up. Please help me, but brother. at least it's not called Hulk versus Thor. And yeah. <laughs> pulls a Batman versus Superman. Yeah, Did you exactly. say, Bruce, that's my name. Uh, I thought she was with you. Uh, Who is this? <laughs> what? Oh, you're talking about the Batman thing. Um, but yeah, no, I love these comments to saying there's going to be a lot more Hulk. It's going to be a smash. Yeah. Yes, please. So yeah, I mean, this is going to be epic. Like, Especially if this is going to be set into space because there's a lot of comics like 
World War Hulk, where it's Planet Hulk. It's yeah. taken on a different planet. Exactly. They introduce new aliens, new races. Yeah, because I mean, they basically said this isn't going to take place on Earth at all. It's all going to be. I'm in, glad. You know. Yeah, definitely. They're ex- they're expanding this MCU no, so y- much. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna makes sense because i mean it definitely obviously leads up to or makes it open for uh planet hulk um and also just how you know when thanos is involved you know i i can picture them hinting at uh planet hulk in infinity war yeah that'd be cool infinity war because thanos to get the you know all the infinity stones goes to different planets whoever has the infinity stones to try to get the the stones from whoever has it and i can picture you know hulk being there in one and that's where hulk gets introduced to avengers 3 just my thoughts on that um obviously total speculation a solo movie yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that'll hint towards it. But yeah, I mean, his solo movie would be in Phase Four. They got to make that right with uh, Universal, though. They did it with Sony. They they can do no, it. They got Spider Man into the MCU. We'll, they could do we'll a solo exactly, movie exactly. We'll see. Mr. Technical over we'll here. See. Oh, you're, you're, oh, we don't have the rights. We don't uh, have uh, the rights. Uh, is, it, is it true? <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> it's true. It prevented a lot of good things it's, happening from Civil War. It's just me speculating and wishing for the best um but uh but yet yeah, even talking about uh he hella I, I don't even know if i'm saying that right but kate blanchett's character saying how evil she is and what do you think about him he even says she's going to kill us i mean i obviously i've read that as figurative but a lot of people are saying whoa spoilers not i think it's figurative yeah you know just a real quick just a piggyback the returning people that they announced finally for sure Tom Hiddleston's back as Loki. Idris Elba is definitely back as him, Himdale. And kind of surprised. I didn't think I thought he was going to be done. Sir Anthony Hopkins will be back as Odin. They also announced Jamie Alexander. Looks like she's not going to reprise her role as Lady Sif due to her show Blind Spot. So a little disappointed in that. That was yeah. one of the uh, people I thought was going to come back. And they don't even have word on yet the Warriors three if they're going to be back or not. So yeah. I'm in. Yeah, everything but. about this movie has me excited like to see Loki again you know I've missed him the last few movies uh, Idris Elba Anthony Hopkins and then new characters introduced I, I'm very interested to see how Jeff Goldblum Jeff will fit Goldblum. In, <laughs> in this world that's going to be very interesting but what do you guys think about Jeff Goldblum casting I don't know cool <laughs> Independence Day 2 uh, I'm going to go check it out uh, yeah I, I, honestly I don't really know too much about that character he's playing to be honest with you um, so cool. I, I don't know what to really compare him to um, the collector he's supposedly the collector's brother so a quirky eccentric character well then Jeff Goldblum can play that so yeah I'm, I'm okay with that so is it going to be more Guardians of the Galaxy than Avengers or yeah I mean it seems like they're trying to bridge those two together because um, yeah. I mean they got I mean, Affinity Wars coming up. I mean, obviously, they're going to have... I mean, everybody's going to be all hands on deck for that. So, yeah, I think we're going to get more and more ties in to make the cosmic side tie in with the Earth side. I just love how organized they are. Like, I mean, they basically set up Hulk to be in this movie in Avengers 2, which is 2015. This movie comes out 2017. Like, they they have everything set up. Yeah, like, I mean, it's crazy. You know, Feige and all those, all those boys over there have already been on quotes saying they have stuff planned out. And they have alternates if they get rights back to characters planned out. They right. you know they have plans if Fantastic Four came back in the in the fold. They have so many different scenarios they already have worked out amongst themselves. 
I mean, they're prepared for anything. I mean, if the, if somehow the, the rights revert it back, they know how to fit them in the script. You know, it's just it's to me Love that's it. amazing how they have that much planned out. DC, as I always say, this the last couple of weeks, DC, Jumbled. take a page. I mean, yeah, look what Marvel's doing. Plan it out. What they're trying to do, you know, they they brought Jeff Johns on and they brought somebody else on to help kind of keep everything under the same umbrella. So hopefully that works out for them. Affleck's writing now. Yeah, and I'm I'm all for that. So, but getting back to Thor three, I'm okay with Carl Urban as uh, Scourge, the Executioner. He's a big part of uh, Thor's comics. Absolutely, dude with an axe. He can he can wreck. He could fight Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll I, be. I want to see that battle. Yes, yes, please. So yeah, I mean, more Hulk the better. I mean, I don't care if the movie sucks as long as Hulk is awesome in it. I'm sure I'll give the movie a positive rating. <laughs> but still have to wait. Uh, wait a year. I but, bet you ten bucks. Thor doesn't have a helmet. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. We saw the helmet in 2011. Literally, we're not seconds. seeing it again. It was on one poster and six seconds of screen time gone. All right, so our next news story. Production is officially underway on Christopher Nolan's next film, the World War II-based Dunkirk, which chronicles the evacuation of the city during the British military operation that saved 330,000 lives as Allied soldiers were surrounded by German forces. uh, Nolan is directing from an original screenplay he wrote himself with Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, describing the film as an action thriller. He's going to re-team with his interstellar cinematographer Hoyt uh, Van Hoytema with the movie featuring a a cast led by Tom Hardy, Mark Rylance, Kenneth Branagh, Killian Murphy, and newcomer Fionn Whitehead (laughs) with, get this, One Direction member, Harry Styles, also a part of the ensemble. Dunkirk opens in theaters on July 21st, 2017. Uh, so what do you guys think about Nolan's new project? It has the word Nolan in it, so yes. <laughs> I'm already intrigued. I've liked every single Nolan film I've ever seen. I mean, that's not really too much to go off of, but like, uh, I get, I'm with great 100%. Nothing he's produced has been horrible, so... Uh, I mean, like I said, like you always say, I'm going to steal your quote, trailer. Yeah, show us trailer, the trailer. And right. then uh, I'll go from there. But yeah, I mean, uh, the casting, I'm okay with the casting. Like like you said, Christopher Nolan, pretty much gold right now. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, heck of a cast. Um, His go-to cast. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Killian Murphy, Tom Harley, Hardy, not Harley. Um yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. Someone was talking about what Dunkirk actually was. I mean, I, I like World War II history stuff, but I, I'm not familiar with the Dunkirk uh, situation, battle, whatever it was. Um, but someone was describing it, and it definitely seemed intriguing. Um, so I'm definitely... But yeah, like you guys said, it has Nolan on it. Uh, I've Like you said, I've liked every movie. I've, I liked every movie except for one act. I liked Interstellar, the first two acts, the last act I didn't like. Um, but other than that, yes, I can't wait to to see his next project. But yeah, Tom, anything Tom Hardy, even if Tom Hardy was in it, I want to see his next project. Mark Rylance, he's an Oscar winner now. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward and to I, this. I don't know if you mentioned it, but he's also shooting IMAX too, which yeah. every time he does that, there's something unique about it and it always looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean each of his movies now are I mean just so unique. I mean obviously you got the Batman trilogy, you got Memento, which has Somnia. a totally different feel. Yeah, Insomnia, um Prestige. Like 
uh, Inception. Great like, films. Yeah, Inception's you, my number one. Yeah, like you got sci-fi, you got mystery, you got... Uh, action. Yeah, action. Now you got a World War Two period piece. So, what I mean, hasn't he done? Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely Scuba exciting. diving. Yeah. Scuba diving. Yeah, he's not done a scuba diving Scuba diving. diving. I mean, prestige, kind of. Scuba. Without the scuba gear. <laughs> diving. Scuba diving. But yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited for it. But yeah, I mean, still still a year away. But I mean, time flies lately. I mean, uh, here we are in May. We've already seen three superhero movies. No, four superhero movies now. Yeah. And we, I think we got two left, unless you count Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. No, we don't count that. Um, it was comic books, but yeah. not superheroes. Yeah, I mean, we still got what, Doctor Strange and... Uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. So we're four down, two to go. Absolutely. It's been bittersweet. Rough. It's bittersweet. Been it, it it has been rough. I mean we're we're two for four this year. I mean Deadpool and Civil War were great. That's true. The other two not so great. But hey, we'll we'll see what Suicide Squad and Doctor Strange bring to you know, give it a full circle. Yeah. We we got onto <laughs> comic book movies again out of all of this. But hey, that's what we do. We just talk. It's a podcast. Brandon doesn't seem too happy right now. I'm just having flashbacks of excellent apocalypse right now. <laughs> He's tired. You He's will be ruined by my eye. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All mutants will rule the earth. Okay, thank you. Yeah, too many speeches. Too many speeches. He And he... I don't know. We'll we'll get to more spoilers later. Spoilers right. later. But we need to get through these news stories. Uh, what what's next, Brandon? Well, speaking of great directors, Zack Snyder. <laughs> um. Well, you know, Zack Snyder's made a couple of crazy things happen. He made Jimmy Olsen a CIA agent in the last Batman vs Superman. That happens. We all know that he is actually a photographer for the Daily Planet. That was it. So when we saw the Robin costume in the Batcave. We all assumed, hey, Jason Todd. Well, leave it to Zack Snyder to let you know. No, hey, I don't know what Robin that is. <laughs> I, I, it could be any Robin. Right. And it was Zack Snyder's track history. You really don't know what Robin it is. Well, um, Warner Brothers, they were doing a studio tour, and, and um, uh, you know, spoiler alert. If you kinda, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but if you don't want to listen for the next two minutes. If you don't want to know any spoilers, <laughs> that just happened again. Just like last week, my microphone fell. Anyways, potential spoilers ahead, but for two minutes. Um, well, like we said, Ben Affleck stops and acknowledges the Robin costume in the, in the Batcave. Um, in the comics, Jason Todd was killed by the Joker. Um, so, fast back to the story to get back on track. They were doing a tour of uh, uh, Warner Brothers, and the studio guide said, this is one of the big things from Batman vs. Superman, right across this way. The Jason Todd Robin suit, spray-painted on the front. Ha, ha, ha. The joke's on you, Batman. As soon as the video popped up, it was up very shortly, and then Warner Brothers made everybody take the video down. So, we can pretty much say, confident now, that Jason Todd is the one that died in that bat and and the and the Snyder universe and I can put all that to rest cuz you know as movie fans comic fans were like oh man if he really killed Dick Grayson at all out of everything you know that eliminates Nightwing that ruins the whole timeline of stuff for everybody so uh what are you guys thoughts on that now that we know it's officially Jason Todd I mean I I I thought it was common knowledge at this point I didn't know about uh 
Zack Snyder's comments that he said, oh, I don't know what Robin Hood was. I didn't know about that. Um, but, I mean, it was in there. <laughs> we talked about this earlier on this week. Um, it was in there. I mean, if you didn't know about the comics or know anything about it, you would have no idea what that suit even was. Um, so that's why I thought, hey, that's obviously an old Robin costume. And in the comics, Jason Todd is the one who was killed. So, I mean... I mean, in the comics, did we know Jimmy Olsen worked for the CIA? No, I'm not, oh, I'm not saying that. This is a very specific, <laughs> so. very specific item, though. This isn't something that was spelt out, and it didn't say Robin over the costume. It didn't say anything. It was just quickly glance at that for fanboys so they can see that, hey, Robin is part of this universe. He was a part of this universe. This is how far we are into Batman's career if that's what you want to call it. So, I mean, he's 20 years. a Robin Down. Who else is going to know that besides people who are familiar with the comics? Fanboys. Exactly. How many fanboys are going to know Jimmy Olsen as a photographer? Fanboys. Yeah, exactly. But Snyder that, that's, doesn't really, he doesn't really care about necessarily pleasing I'm the not saying. But if I'm not, not saying that was to please us. I'm just saying that was there to hint in to the future what were you gonna say well, i was just gonna say so if they're not catering to us why did they show that and that was prominent in the trailers too is that just a nod towards suicide squad ha 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 jokes on you because there's mean, a few theories I don't know if yeah. you want me to get into spoilers of that that the new joker is jason todd and if they do that i'm literally gonna probably yeah walk i'll probably walk out of the movie uh, that would be hard for me to sit through for that one i'll be honest with you that's like the the ultimate Slap in the face. Smack in the face if they did that. I'll be but, honest with you. But, but that, then again, that shows you that it doesn't really matter about fanboys. And like the, the nod to the Robin costume, that would be a pretty much definite smack in the face. If that's it would be a shake-up from the Red Hood character. I, I, well, you know what? <laughs> no. If, not, Jason, I, if Jason Todd is really dead, I'm okay with it, though. Because I want to see uh, Nightwing. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it, too. And I'm, that means Dick Grayson's still alive. That's all that matters to me. Well, and then is it if Jason Ted, Todd's dead, does that give more of a chance for Red Hood? Yes, but from what it sounds like, who knows what they're doing? I, you know, we get we, it's DC. We, yeah. Who knows what's going on? Over we there. don't know. The only thing you know, it's supposedly you know Zack Snyder, another thing, uh, Barbara Gordon, that the whatever Jenna Malone, not Batgirl. Apparently, in the the, the director's cut, she's Batgirl. So it's you know, it's just it's one of those things. Zack Snyder literally says one thing and then something else comes out. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google this stuff. Google or it's it. just misdirection. <laughs> Misdirection, absolutely, and uh, but sometimes misdirection is not the best thing to do for characters that are already established like that. And but Zack Snyder knows what the best thing to do for <laughs> characters nowadays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's in. Uh, if Joker is Jason Todd, rumor, know. theory, rumor, yeah, but uh, would it be so terrible? I mean, for the fan bullies. Yeah, for the fanboys, but for the average moviegoer, they'd probably. Uh, so then you'd have to focus the whole Batman solo movie. What's there. What's your favorite comic book movie? Ever? Yes. I can't do this right now on the spot. Oh, God. You gotta think about it. Just get, just name nope. a real a comic book movie you really like. No, because I know what you're already trying to do with this, anyways. But no, no. I can't. Well, give me a comic book movie you really like. I like a lot of movies. Uh, comic book movies, Watchmen. Watchmen. How, oh, that's. That, no, he that's very accurate to the comics, isn't it? That is very accurate. Greg, good so call. I'm done. <laughs> I win. My point is, you were, like, if you said Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy, how accurate are those to the comics? Great films. I'd 80%. say s- exactly. 
Okay. So not 100%. Yeah. So these movies do not have to be 100% accurate to the comics. They just have to be good movies. Okay. Do you do you take down your ranking because like if it's an excellent movie, like if you had no idea about comic books, but you do know about comic books, would you take down your rating because of its accuracy? It's a good movie. It's a good movie. No, I'm looking at Captain America's Civil War. So that's what I'm saying. So what if Jason Todd is Joker, and yet it's still uh, an amazing freaking movie? Would it be so bad? No. Thank you. (laughs) That wasn't me, by the way. I said no. Yes, that was great. I know. (laughs) In my heart, it would be bad. But it's still going to have to tie into Suicide Squad, so I don't know if they would do that to fans where they would have to see yeah. two movies to understand. If it's Jason, one, I, I would be... This is all rumors. Yeah, I mean, so percentage chance that you think... Jason Todd's Joker? Yes. 5%, 5% or 5% chance, yeah. I mean, that's... And that's probably too high of a percentage. Yeah. 20. I, you think it's a 20% chance that he is Jason risk Todd? it to get the biscuit. Yeah, I mean, I would say... I was going to say 10 initially, so yeah, 10... I'd say 10%. If that's a stretch, I, I would I would have gone with 5, but you already took it, so I want to make it interesting, but... But yeah, I mean, uh, the price is right. One dollar, two dollars, one dollar, Bob. Yeah, so I, I, I would be shocked if that's what they go with it. But like I said, I think it's going to be a ten percent chance if that. Um, all right, we got to get going. Uh, what's our next news story? Well, the first initial fan reactions from the Suicide Squad. Speaking of the devil. Um, right here, but here's the thing, man. So think, about, uh, you know, they're all positive, by the way. Before we even get started with the story, the funny thing is, the fan reactions of Batman vs Superman were all positive. Yep. We we went over that in one of the podcasts, yep. and we're like, oh, that's great, yeah. I know we so were now, so excited. I'm after that. literally, you know, it's a new story. I brought it up to bring it up, but to me, that means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad fans are liking it, but. If this was before Batman v Superman, I'd be excited. Oh, exactly. But, but like you said, look, now that even we covered it in our podcast and we were all excited for Batman v Superman because of the fan reactions, it like you said, it means absolutely nothing. We, I still have no idea how this film is going to be. The only thing that I really wanted to take from this was to see what people were saying about Joker because with all these characters, that's literally the first time we've seen all of them except yep. for Joker. We've seen multiple versions and incantations of him they said that this joker fit the aesthetic feel of suicide squad okay i mean that's that's good uh i just i'm still not i mean a lot of people are sold on joker just from seeing the trailers i still am not sold i if i if anything after seeing the trailers i'm less sold on him than i was when i initially saw the pictures or heard the casting things like that so what you're telling me is you're more, more sold on doomsday no that's <laughs> <laughs> not what i said um i, I like I, said, I, I, I didn't want i want to i want to see the movie <laughs> is, what, yeah, lex luther with or without snot which one <laughs> without the hair <laughs> yeah without the hair that would be cool um but I mean, what, I mean, what are your initial thoughts on Joker? I know this is totally off topic. Um, different, obviously. Um, I mean, the talking and the laugh, I, I'm okay with. It sounds pretty decent. But like you said, there's not enough screen time yet to really know how he's going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, yeah, I mean, I, we're, well, I'm not going to honestly have a good... I mean, literally. I, I literally think about our podcast when we were like reading the reviews of this and we were all ha- hyped on it. Yep. Now I'm literally reading this one like, 
you know, like Captain America Civil War, it was good fan reviews and the critics. Yep. You know, if if both come out and the critics, are, all the critics are like, oh, great movie, go see it. Uh, I mean, that will be a completely different ball game. But until then, no. I know. All right, so that is our, I think that's it for our DC stuff. So uh, now we're going to go over some uh, recent trailers that came out, uh, our thoughts on them. Any trailers stand out to you lately, Brandon? Um, You know, the, the little teaser trailer for Beauty and the Beast came out. Um, nothing super long, but it was enough to, it's interesting, looks interesting. I mean, so far a couple of live Disney movies have been pretty decent that have come out. Um. This looks looks like it might have got it right, so um, I mean I'll be interested to see how that movie turns out. Do you guys get a chance to check it out or see it? I look. So Beauty and Beast, I got a chance to look at it. I mean, it's a teaser. They didn't show any characters. There's a few voices. Was it the candle and the clock sounded mm-hmm. good to me? Yeah, the the music was good. It was a I, I kind of basically showed the tone of it, so I'm I'm sold on it. Um, and I recently, the Independence Day trailer, uh, we just actually saw it tonight, but obviously it came out earlier in this week. I wasn't that excited for this movie, but seeing this trailer, I'm kind of excited for the movie now. Like, uh, just, I mean, it's, it, I don't think it's going to be that great by any means, but I, I just, I just enjoyed the first one and okay. I think it'll have like that same tone, the same kind of suspense it put in it. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know why I'm excited for it, but. Nope. I just wanted to see Will Smith. He was not in it. <laughs> well, we saw him in the picture. Yeah, he was in the picture. <laughs> That's good. On the table. Yeah. I don't know. Just some of the gold Goldblum's lines in it kind of took me back. So I, I'm excited for it. What about depressed Bill Baxter, Paxton? Yeah. Uh, I'm well, depressed. Sorry. I know we're, we're <laughs> I trying to. have a to, big white beard. And how is that mad scientist back? I thought he was I dead. I thought he was dead, too. Yeah. So we'll let you guys Game changer. Any other trailers, you guys? Uh, I've seen zero trailers except for the. You guys see what about Ghostbusters? Did you see mm. Ghostbusters trailer? Uh, Ghostbusters trailer. I saw a video on YouTube of the Stay Puft <laughs> Marshmallow Man watching the trailer. <laughs> and spoiler alert on this, he blows his brains out all over the wall. <laughs> it is pretty freaking hilarious. It's horrific. <laughs> horrific and hilarious. Um, and then one of my most anticipated movies, non-comic book movies of the year, is Free State of Jones with Matthew McConaughey. Like that. Like that. that trailer looks, that makes me There's a couple very like intrigued for this movie. Freedom slash slave movies coming out this yeah, year. Yeah, I There's know. another yeah. one. Which uh, Birth good. of a Nation. Yeah, so those, yeah. Two, those two trailers. Yes, sold on. Anything Matthew McConaughey does lately, like ever since Dallas Buyers Club and then True Detective, like ever anything he's Interstellar. in, like, yeah, Interstellar. Brandon, he's do like, an impression of Matthew McConaughey right now. Yes, please. Say the word all right three times. I'm Matthew McConaughey and I drive a Lincoln. I just wish I could do like his thought right now where he's like, I'm driving a Lincoln right now. <laughs> yeah, it's dark outside and I got my Lincoln. <laughs> Did you see the Family Guy every time they do Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. And he was like, oh, like, oh my body, my beautiful body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, then uh, the newest Brian Cranston movie, The Inf- Infiltrator. That looks interesting. Looks, about looks interesting. Pablo Escobar. And he, uh, Brian Cranston is an FBI agent. Check out the trailer. Just wanted to briefly go over some trailers. Anything else, guys, with the trailers? No, it's, it's I haven't seen that trailer. I'm going to check it out. You, Brian Cranston. For check sure. Check it out. All right, Brandon. Do we have any more news stories? Oh, no. We have our weekly segment is what? 
No, I'm okay. just to it. <laughs> Our weekly segment is the cutting room floor where we just quickly bring up some uh, news topics that happened during the week. We won't go into too much depth. I just wanted to uh, quickly give you guys some... Uh, some stories. What you got, Brandon? Well, first one up. Uh, Disney considering a live-action Little Mermaid film next. What do you guys think? Yeah, hey, I'm down. Like I said, I mean, ever since with Jungle Book and now the trailer for uh, Beauty and the Beast has me sold on this live-action stuff. Let's see. Let's see it. Disney has way too much money. <laughs> That's they can do whatever they want. You know. You know. What's <laughs> funny thing is this. Mo- this movie looks like it's running the same problem Jungle Book is. There's actually another Little Mermaid being produced. Um, by another movie company, so it should be interesting. Like, it by yeah. Andy Circus? Uh, no, not by not by Andy Circus for the Little Mermaid, but no, the Jungle Book. What is he going to play? The flounder? <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. He could do it. Flounder. Uh, yeah. Be uh, uh, a little crap. But, but another uh, another Little Mermaid's in the works by another company, so yeah. it'll be like Jungle Book one. And, you know what I mean? So next, well, go yeah. Ahead. Go, what? No. Well, I mean, even Peter Pan came out with Warner Brothers last year, and now Disney is supposed supposedly doing one like next year or the year after. So, okay. Next news story: uh, Spider Man costume upgrades for the new movie. Supposedly, they're gonna go with the old school look with the webs coming out from under the armpits that help him fly. Interesting. Your thoughts on that, real quick? I'm okay with it. Thought it would be more Spider Girl or Spider Woman, whatever as, her name is. But. As long as it's true to the comics and it looks okay on screen, I'm all for it. Yep. And you were asking me about Vulture Suit. Looks like they're gonna keep tying in with other movies. Shatari Tech is what supposedly is a rumor to power his suit. So Shatari's were from Avengers One, and everybody's still, you know, that's the same stuff everybody's been using Hydra to power up their stuff. So that's interesting if they do it that route. Tight, 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 tight. What do we got next? What do we got what next? We got next, Chris Evans. Said he would be in. He would like to participate in Spider Man and possibly Guardians hey. of the Galaxy. Thoughts, guys? Let's do it. Too many movies for him. Not enough. What no Guardians. He could. He could go into. Spider-Man I think he's just quick. trying to get get out of his movie deals. He he, went, he just. Oh, I got the quick there. eight. Let me cameo in seven of them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because he was a cameo in Thor two. Yeah, he was Thor two. Yeah. Loki turned. Actually, in I don't think that. But that count? I think they're not counting those. Okay. But yes, he, I think all he's got left on the contracts Avengers one and two for him. And then he's out. Um. Next one, Ron Perlman wants part in one and two, Avengers three. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman wants in this cable. I don't. Why you? You know what, bro? I should just smack you. Ron <laughs> Perlman wants in this cable. What do you guys thought? If he could he play cable? There's a lot of people that want to play cable. Nathan Lang from Avatar also wants to. Oh, do interesting. It. Yeah, um, I, I would like Ron Perlman a lot more. I like Ron Perlman I, more. He's someone I didn't even think of when we were trying to think of who could play him. But yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm with it. Yes, Put a please. scar on his eye and. Get rid of his left arm. Let's, Let's go. do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's next? What's next? Last story of the night, and the, you're probably not going to even give a crap. Power Rangers, uh, possibly yeah. five to seven uh, movies cool. they're looking uh, at making. What are they trying to be like Avatar? I Jesus. guess so. Five to seven movies. Uh, I uh, think they should probably focus on getting the first I one mean, out and making it a hit, and then decide. But yeah. the the they must have a lot of story they want to tell. Jeez. Well, I mean, it's it's nineteen seasons, I think, worth of stuff. What? They go over. Never yeah. seen one episode. Yeah. Well, you're super young, so you probably <laughs> would. Uh, I saw the YouTube fan film, the eight minute one. Oh, that one. Okay. Well, that was oh, different. There you go. Yeah, that's okay. something. Yeah. How about then Iron Man suits for Spider Man or for uh, Power Rangers? Hey, I'm hey, I'm okay with it, man. I was grew up watching that when I was a kid. Yep. The original stuff. Not the not the new crap. Yeah. All right, so back to 
X-Men. So we're, basically what we're going to do now is just give our X-Men rankings year to date um, or X-Men films to date uh, rankings. And then we're going to uh, do our box office predictions. And then if you want to stick around, if you've seen X-Men Apocalypse, we're going to do some spoilers. All right, Brandon. So where do you rank are no gray let's start with gray i'm sorry i keep going to brandon i apologize where do you rank your x-men movies year to date from 2000 to 2016 all right well obviously our lists are going to be completely different i'm going x2 first Um, oh he's starting with number one all right i'm doing days of future past number two okay the original x-men three i'm going first class four five going x-men apocalypse Six, I'm going The Wolverine. Seven, Last Stand, eight, Origins. Makes sense. That's my list. Makes sense. What about you, Brandon? Well, God. Uh, The first three movies I have, I guess, are pretty decent, and then the rest just go downhill from here. So I'll go X2 number one. I'll give X-Men number one. That started off the whole comic book thing for me. Number two, first class three, and this is where it's like this shows you how crappy. The, well, not crappy, but okay, crappy. Right, so X Men Apocalypse four. Wow. So what did I even tell you? Yeah, I wow. Think, I know. The Wolverine five. Days of Future Past. Sorry, man, I was not sold on that movie whatsoever. X Men three, and then Wolverine Origins. That's what I got. Yeah, Days of Future Past. Um, I, I am totally on a, in agreement with you there. It was uh, overrated to me. But uh, all right, I'm going to go backwards. I don't know about you guys, but anyways. Uh, so I have X Men Origins at number eight. I have uh, Wolverine at number seven. Uh, number six, I have X Men: The Last Stand. Number five, I have X Men: Apocalypse. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, X-Men Apocalypse. Number four, Days of Future Past. Number three, First Class. Number two, X2. My number one X-Men movie is the original X-Men. Started, basically what, what started. What was your seven? Uh, An eight? My eight was X-Men Origins, and my seven was Wolverine. Okay. I I liked X-Men Last Stand better than that. I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm not sorry. All right? Jeez. But yeah, X-Men, the no. first one. I know. X-Men, the uh, first one, right. was uh, started this whole comic book movie era we live in. So that's What came out first, Daredevil? Before that, right? No. No, no Daredevil was, was 2002, Daredevil I think. was after Or X-Men. 2003. So it um, really was X-Men. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you count Blade, Blade was actually before even X-Men. Blade but was actually decent for what yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, X-Men was more, you know... PG-13 mainstream. It was more mainstream. mainstream yeah. yeah, so that's what started it all. All right, so that's our X Men list. What we think of the movies year to date. All right, and then real quickly, we're going to go over the uh, predictions for box office this week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, the past a uh, few months we've been doing this uh about four or five months now. So we appreciate you guys always listening in. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Blockbuster Cast. You can. Email us any questions, suggestions, um, uh, things like that at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Again, let us know how we're doing. Give us feedback. We like hearing from you guys. Follow our personal accounts. Mine is at bccord. Brandon's is at bigpapabbcast. 
And yeah, uh, we'll definitely catch you guys next week. We might have, don't quote me on this, we might have a Teenage Mutant Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles review, the sequel. Um, and maybe uh, Now You See Me 2 review. We'll, we'll say that, but oh, most likely a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle review. All right, so this week's coming out, obviously, is X-Men Apocalypse. And also Alice Through the Looking Glass. Brandon, where do you think this box o- this week's box office will fall? Unfortunately, to more crap. But yeah. I think big breadwinner this week will be X-Men Apocalypse. Just because it's a new girl on the block, Alice in Wonderland, then unfortunately, crappy Angry Birds at three, give me Captain America at four, then I guess Neighbors will hang around at five. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my list. Um, I'm going to say X-Men, Alice Through the Looking Glass, Civil War, Angry Birds, and then Neighbors 2. Happy. You want to predict Gray? I'm good with that. You good with that? All right, I like, cool. I like what you just said. Cool. Makes sense. All right, so that's pretty much our show. Again, thanks, you guys, so much for listening in. Let us know. Uh, even if you don't use iTunes, rate us and review us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's our show. Uh, if you've seen X-Men Apocalypse, we're going to uh, just briefly go over some... Uh, spoilers so if you haven't seen it you know uh pause it go see it come back and listen uh but yeah we'll see you guys next week all right they're gone are we ready i'm never ready to talk about a horrible movie destroy this movie let's do it man all right so x-men apocalypse brandon Got any more thoughts that you wanted to go over? Oh, boy. That you I'm can go in short, more detail? Sweet and simple. Uh, power levels of characters. Okay, obviously, we know they're trying to make Jean Grey. I guess she's probably the most powerful figure in the X-Men universe right now, I guess. I'm going to assume now she is. Uh, obviously, they, they hinted at the Phoenix Force uh, with her uh, during her little Oh, scene. yeah, that was awesome. Um, Love it. So, she's. Um, um, I guess she would be power rank number one right now. Um Wolverine, we, we hinted on that. One of the few spots for me. Closest thing we're going to get to a Weapon X out of the comics, I think. So I was cool with that. Costumes at the end. I told you. I looked at you right at the end. Uh, probably, besides Michael Fassbender scenes, probably the highlight for me for that movie was the costume reveal at the end of all the characters. Those were pretty much spot on to the comics. Um, so I was happy with that. Other than that, guys, really, honestly, like there's just so much... Crap. The Magneto scene in the woods that you were referring to, probably. Actually, that's the number one scene. Uh, his emotional uh, range. Yeah. Fassbender. I mean, love it. number one scene, like, in all the X-Men movies, almost. Well, I mean, I did like the, the, the scene with the Holocaust where he's getting separated yeah. from his parents. No, that yeah, was a lot of, but it's not him. I mean, it's a, actually a kid actor. but Or even the scene in the first class when um, Kevin Bacon's like, if you don't move this coin, I'm going to kill your mom. Oh yeah, and he yeah, was like trying was... to do it. That was a pretty intense scene. Yep. So, but uh, I mean that's it, man. Like I said, I can't really dump yeah. on the movie anymore. I mean, it's go see it, guys. If you liked, if you enjoyed the rest of the X Men movies, you're gonna enjoy this. That's just, just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, Apocalypse. Like he's he can basically turn people into dust, but then he's fighting Quicksilver with his hands. Like it's like whoa. 
like it was inconsistent with some of their powers. That's what I'm saying. Power levels yeah. are just out of, yeah. out of control. He could have killed everybody. Yeah, exactly. In a and the comics, that's how it is. Exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, like I said earlier, the whole flow of everything. I mean, you're we're, we're you know they show like three different sections of the story, three different segments. You know, the whole Mystique and Nightcrawler are off somewhere. Um, and then uh, uh, fast benders somewhere, but then they like advance like a few days ahead with uh, McAvoy and and uh, Havoc, um, and then they go back to where Jennifer Gre- Jennifer Lawrence and uh, it was like Knight still the same spot. Yeah, they're in the exact same spot. It's like wait, they didn't advance, so we're going back in time. Like what? What? Like it was just the flow it's, was just so it weird. Felt- like I said earlier, by the bridge part, it's like they're trying to set up for the new future franchise, yeah. which is going to be obviously in an alternate universe because right. of Days of Future Past. And that's kind of why I liked it. It was similar to Star Trek where it's a whole other universe. Right. Continuity is obviously off in some parts, but then it's just like the movie's entitled Apocalypse. Right. Go all in on that. And they did for half the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, yeah, a lot of a lot of flow problems. But yeah, I mean that I want to try to speak some positive. But yeah, I mean that that scene in the woods with Michael Fassbender putting <laughs> putting his little charm necklace or not charm, but locket necklace you know, through the necks of all of the guys. This was like very a lot of gore and uh, violence in this for a PG thirteen movie. Uh, yeah, I think kids, kids are going to be. Yeah, if you got younger kids, you might want to reconsider taking them because it's for a P- for a PG thirteen movie, yeah. and especially when you're gonna title it with a comic book hero movie, it might be a little intense for kids. Uh, but if, if you have kids, if they saw First Class and Days of Future Past, I mean, uh, nah, I think this yeah. takes a kick I mean, yeah. going through. I mean, well, that was like, but, head, but, he, but it did. I mean, it didn't even like when he went through the I head. It literally was like a little drop yeah. of blood. I mean, it was, this was haven't we seen literally like this is one of the most violent we've seen Wolverine even like I mean, especially lots of blood. Was, yeah, this lots movie of blood. Was like, pretty. Splattering. Even I looked at you during the Wolverine scene. I was like, yeah, this like this would be yeah. disturbing for a kid to be sitting there if they've never seen this before. Like I said, you just go as a parent. You're thinking, oh, it's a comic book movie. Yeah, if you got little kids, I would would definitely reconsider. What'd you that. guys think of the whole beginning scene with them transferring the body from like the old apocalypse to the new one? Boring. Foreshadowing. It was boring. It, it yeah. gave it at least a plot of a final battle. Yeah, I mean, I was like a yeah. four horseman. I, well, I was just confused because I mean, the end credit scenes of days Days of Future Past. Like he's like it was a kid sta- moving the, the yeah temple, the so, pyramid around. So the Oscar Isaac who's laying there wasn't. No. That kid, it was no. You, technically, yes, it was his conscious. But his con- it's, okay, it's so it's just the conscience. body. So it could have been a different body than a, okay. Maybe that kid that was the off. older one yeah. from the beginning, yeah. and then he switched over. To oh the yeah, Oscar. that's, that's how, how it had to be because when when the end of that scene, he was trapped under there. So it had to be the kid from the first movie yeah. was the the older guy. And then after that whole sequence at the beginning, then they like do the flow through like time and stuff. Like I didn't know what I, was, I was happening. I was questioning why the Da Vinci was in there. Yeah, but they, they were basically just showing the, the how time, much time, time has passed. But it was just the, the CGI in this movie. I hate movie. the opening credits for all the X-Men movies. They yeah. make me feel like garbage. Yeah! Like no. Then they have the little scene where like the door opens up every X-Men yep. movie. Yep. Cerebro. 
It's yeah. like, come on, dude. No. They beat it into the ground. Yeah. One thing I will say that one of the bright spots is I liked all the costumes, but why in God's name? Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you... the costumes what? during the whole movie or like at the end? Well, let's let him finish his song. Psylocke, A+. Plus. I'll give you that. And uh, at the end. But why yeah. in God's name is it at the end of the eighth X-Men film do we get decent costumes? Well, yeah, I know. Well, you can thank your director of that movie, Brian Singer, because he wanted to do leather, 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 leather. Take a page out of Deadpool then, or any MCU film. Yeah. Just go all in. I know. And then even some of the CGI in the movie was threw me off. Like the there was a scene where the, the boats and the... Uh, the like train cars, like that was totally awful CGI. Um, you you bumped me because yeah, so I was bad like, at one <laughs> look point at that, look at, at that. the docks. Yeah, um, but I could draw it better. Yeah, Come exactly. On. Come on, guys. But yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, the, this the movie had a lot of cool moments, especially when Quicksilver's saving all the kids from uh, the explosion. That was an awesome sequence. Just like the Days fight of scenes were Past. weak, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and far and few between. Yeah, and Apocalypse just wasn't that threatening ever. Like it was just no. He had some cool parts, yeah. and I, he never got big. Besides, in the mind, uh, in his own mind, like that was. God, I missed the X Men cartoon yeah. show. This is this is literally would rather watch that than I'm any sh- of the movies, pretty much. Sure, we could go on and on about this. Did you guys have any other final thoughts about it? Go watch the cartoon series if you want a true X Men experience. Yeah. Read a comic book. Yeah, that too. don't do that because then you're gonna really hate the movies. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Read all the comic books. <laughs> you're gonna don't. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, like I was all kidding aside. To me, the way X Men are read, the, watch the cartoon. Yeah, I I hear you there, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about this, but uh, we'll we'll tweet some more about it if we think about it and things like that, and maybe even talk about it some more next week. So that is our show. Hey, Gray, thank you for yes. coming on, bro. Thanks we for appreciate having me. It was man. really fun. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. It was maybe. Uh, Next movie, yeah, definitely, yeah. The I mean, the next big one. What do we got? Suicide we got, Squad, or yeah, Suicide Squad coming out Doctor in August. Strange. We got, uh, I mean, even non-comic book movies. Rogue got, One, yeah, Rogue One, <laughs> in December. Star Wars, love but it. But yeah, next week, I mean, we got TMNT. We got uh, Free State of Jones coming out later next month. So we definitely got a big summer, Independence Day. So we'll definitely get, keep you guys up to date. All right, that is our show. Again, Gray, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Brandon, any final thoughts? No, as always, thank you guys for continuing to follow us on Twitter. And uh, like I said, guys, we know we get your emails. And once again, the second week in a row, I'm apologizing because we have not answered any. Um, yeah. well, I, I shouldn't say we haven't answered them. We have answered them, but not on, yeah, on the, the air. So. We'll get to that next week. Hopefully, at least get a couple out. Um, We'll figure it out, but stay tuned. Definitely. All right, guys. Appreciate you listening in. That is our show. Again, it's uh, Friday, May 27th, 2016. Blockbuster Mentality. We'll be back next week. We'll see you guys at the movies.